evidences archaeology is all about evidence be it textual or material india beat as mentioned in greek accounts or shantu as mentioned in chinese accounts or hindu as described by the persians it all points to one area the indian subcontinent keeping the political borders aside for a couple of minutes indian subcontinent is a vast area stretching from the kunlun mountains in the northeast till helmand river on the northwest it's between these two points indian subcontinent exists whenever we are speaking about ancient indian history all these areas are to be imagined reconstructing history is a painstaking job this includes the detailed study of sources or evidences these evidences beat buried or beat written on rocks it is the job of an archaeologist to decode them and articulate them these evidences are broadly categorized into two types literary and archaeological as the name suggests literary sources are the writings or inscriptions or mentions of an historical event or a person or even a space archaeological evidence are the materials which range from huge forts and citadels to very small things as an ornamental bead here while examining the literary sources there are a couple of problems each and every archaeologist faces that is these sources are often biased and are refracted they don't give you the correct image or the exact image of what was happening another potential problem in literary sources is that most of the early religious indian texts were shravana based shravana and smriti based shravana in the sense where you listen and smriti in the sense where you remember them hence by the time they were documented either some information was lost or misinterpreted one of the problem that present itself is ownership of the work because some of the works were completed some centuries after the time they were started so there there was not essentially one composer of the work but multiple composers the literary sources do not have the name or author name or the name of the author but these texts again as said sometimes are refracted images like myths myths can tell us about history but indirectly literary sources in india started somewhere around the vedic age indian literary sources include vedas ramayana mahabharata puranas dharma shastras all in the vedic realm it ha- it is a noteworthy point that hinduism was not a full fledged religion when vedas were constructed or written it came it became it went on to be a religion later on and along these works there were buddhist and jaina literatures sangam tamil literature which was which was later than the buddhist and jaina literatures and early telugu and kannada literatures which were much later in the timeline also it has to be remembered that foreign accounts were an important literary source each of these names have 
tens of titles under them so it's uh, not very easy to deal about each things because when you go into jaina literature there are uh, canonical texts non canonical texts then uh, those things are written by monks all other things so i'm not going to explain all those things in detail it's just uh, so that i can give you a small line so that you can hold on to it and one more problem as said above is that most of the literary works are spread across different time frames and many languages of which a few are not used anymore for example the uh, prakrit language is not at all in use anymore except a few some bits of language it is also noteworthy that most of these works were not single authored as i have said earlier different persons of different times but essentially of the same place worked on one single source it is possible for example the arthashastra as some people say it was written by kautilya but some people argue that it it was not entirely framed by uh, kautilya but a couple of authors sat down and write wrote it in different time periods but they both belong to this uh, up bihar region i mean the current up bihar region the maurya dynasty apart from the above mentioned books there are a plethora of other works done in many languages and realms be it plays short texts and biographies and histories of different person but again at times they overemphasize one's image or present distorted facts it is possible that some stories present the facts but in a mythical manner as in embedded the facts are embedded in a play and they have to be decoded there is an important future of these features which is portraying the social customs of that period they usually are made in a adulate manner and also tend to embed lineages and timelines usually this happens in most of the plays like when a king is being praised he'll be praised using all his titles so these titles can give you an image of what he has accomplished or some titles like in the names of sadavahanas who had gautami putra shatakarni gives the mother name of shatakarni that king so such things usually uh, happen in plays and others so it is the duty of an archaeologist to decode them and articulate them for commoners that's all for today we'll look at archaeology evidences in the next podcast